always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just wanna keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't all right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we're talking to the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters. How are you guys? What's going on? What's up? Great. Good deal. So, um, one by one, can you tell me a little bit about yourselves and and uh, introduce yourselves? Sure. Who, who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead, Justin. Uh, I, I'm. My name's Justin. Uh, I'm a uh, one of the founder or co-founders of the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters, um, and uh, I like to party. And uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, I'm super big fan of Ghostbusters. Um, been loving doing this, probably cosplaying as Ghostbusters since 2010. Jake. Well, I, I, I'm Jake Branson. I'm uh, the other co-founder of the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters. I've been a charity cosplayer for. Um, about six years now, not quite, and uh, yeah, we we basically founded the founded this group out of necessity to kind of continue our charity projects, and it's just been kind of a fun thing ever since. And I'm Grant Smith. Uh, I've been with the team uh, since I guess what, October of 2019. I guess so I've been with them a couple of years, and I'm just yep. one of the. I'm actually on our events committee and help get a lot of our events planned and stuff. So. Really, really love Ghostbusters, have since I was a little kid, and just I'm able to do it as an adult now, which is kind of a dream come true for me. So, oh, yeah, we got to upgrade them toys. Oh, yeah, very cool. First, I want to say I, I love your uh Ghostbusters sign. I, I, I even though I don't have uh video, I can see that that's really cool. Thanks, appreciate that. Nice, and then of course, all the the Captain America memorabilia behind you, Jake. That's amazing. <laughs> You know me. Um, so, how how exactly did you guys go about founding the Ghostbusters chapter? Well, um, there had been a, an existing charity group that had existed um, prior to us, and their organizational kind of—I guess you would say—their their leadership structure had kind of changed, and a lot of them had kind of basically. Uh, you don't necessarily want to say burn out, but you know, you do this type of thing for a long time and you're, you're bound to wear out after a while. Um, so when, when some of those people kind of not necessarily took their ball and went home, but they, they kind of left a, an, an opening, so to speak. And we were able to fill that. We were able to step in and fill a bunch of the charity, uh, like the walks and the different stuff that the old group had done years back. We just kind of stepped in and filled the role of that. Um, took the the opportunity of the pandemic because basically we we really got the ball rolling with Oklahoma City uh, you know seven eight months before the pandemic started so it really kind of threw the brakes on us um, so we basically used that pandemic time to go ahead and, and rebuild the car that you guys see us in most of the time um, definitely put a lot of a lot of team effort in there on that building that um, and the rest has just kind of been history we just kind of kept going and the, the events kept lining up and we just kept having fun with it very cool. So, um, 
one of the things I, I've talked to several uh, Ghostbusters franchises. One of the things I love to ask people um, are, "Who's your favorite Ghostbuster, and what is your favorite tool or piece of equipment that they've had over the years?" Hmm. That's a that is a good question. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's kind of like I guess like my, like my favorite Ghostbuster um, is Winston. Uh, he's always been because I think he's like the he's like the everyman kind of uh, you know the you and there's also I like Egon is also kind of like a second favorite, but like my pack is actually based off Winston's pack. Um, but I, I like how Winston's kind of like just everyman, just kind of like tells it how it is, and um, but probably my. F- my favorite piece of equipment. I, I, I don't know. I still kind of classic, like still the proton pack is still my favorite piece of equipment. Um, it always, I don't know. It's always feels cool. Just putting it on. Um, and probably, uh, maybe like just second is probably still the trap. Those two are probably like my still favorite pieces of equipment. I'm definitely a Winston guy too, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, a lot of the people in our group are, are really, really intelligent people that come up with some really, really creative things. And I'm definitely just more your, your your basic type of guy. I definitely don't have that uh, that scientific background or anything. So Winston was always more relatable to me. Um, but definitely love Bankman because I'm definitely a, a bit of a clown. I am definitely kind of behave closer to that to that uh, to that spectrum of things. Which is funny because um, we actually have a clown in the group. <laughs> that is true. I'm, I'm actually not the true clown of the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters. I just goof off a lot. Um, now, as far as favorite equipment goes, ah, man, the uh, as a kid, the Kenner trap was just the coolest thing to me. Like I played with that thing until like just literally just rolled the wheels off of it. You know what I mean? So I've probably always been kind of a trap guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, just as we keep rolling along and like with ATC and everything, like so many cool props. It's really really hard to pick. But if I had to pick, I'd probably say the trap. When I was young, my favorite. I mean, I love Winston too. Like, like, guy. But something about Egon just just called to me. And wearing the glass stuff, I actually when I was a kid, I straight up had a pair of round look just like Egon's glasses. Um, you know, they they see. And when I got to be an adult, they ended up being too round for me. But uh, when I was a kid, I definitely had those. Um, as far as equipment is concerned, you know, just like Jake said, I uh, uh, I had the Kenner stuff. Uh, of course, I, I ran around my apartment complex when I was a kid um, with my proton pack, my little blue Kenner proton pack. And that thing was just awesome. And, and when I became an adult and started getting into this, you know, I just I, that's the first thing that I had to have was that was that proton pack. Um, it's like every every little kid's dream is to have as real of a proton pack could probably have so that's probably my favorite the trap comes in comes in close second though uh because you you can't really have the proton pack trap. so that's awesome i know for me my my favorite ghostbuster well there's really two i like i like ray just because of his innocence but i also like the sarcastic sarcasticness of peter and you yeah. know i'm i'm a I'm a huge believer, of course, you know, the Proton Pack is very iconic along with the trap. But, oh, yeah. I, you know, I liked the Slime Blower in, in Ghostbusters 2. 
That's always a good one. So, um, one of the other things I, I, I like to talk about, and it's it's always a, a kind of a, a friendly debate, is out of all the Ghostbusters stuff that's come out from the movies to the TV shows, what do you guys think is, is the most iconic, um, and what do you think the the worst one is as far as not so much the people that were in it, but maybe the <laughs> script or how it was done. Oh boy. Oh man. I think we've all been avoiding wanting to avoid this question. We actually have a team member who head to toe uh, uh, cosplays as Holtzman, like literally from head to toe. And so, yeah, well, we definitely take it easy on the, the ATC movie. We don't give the ladies too hard of a time. <laughs> um, as far as like favorite, I mean, it, it's kind of hard not to say Ghostbusters 1 because obviously that, that's that's the icon. That That's where we all got the ball rolling here, that type of stuff. Um, people can feel any way that they want to about the reboot, um, whether it be based on the acting, based on the script, based on the fact that it was a reboot. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I guess that's probably where I would stand on it. If I had to have a least favorite, it would probably be the ATC movie. Don't kill me, Annie. I love you. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like I, I agree with Jake. Like with Ghostbusters one being probably the most iconic, of course. You know, lots of great scenes, especially whenever they first they get their first call. That's always an iconic scene with the fire doors opening, and you see Ecto one right there. Always, always great, you know, and then uh, cleaning up the town starts playing. And then, of course, um, the uh, scene, uh, the you know, let's run some red lights, uh, saving the day. That's always like, and uh, every time before we do events, I always listen to the G, uh, the GB1 and GB2 soundtracks before I go to any events and get, those are like the first two songs I play is cleaning, uh, cleaning up the town and saving the day. Uh, but like, yeah, um I'd probably say with like ATC, I think because of like a lot of the rewrites and some of the stuff, it, it is probably the, the the weakest one out of out of all yeah. of them. Um, I, I find it to be I don't like dislike it, uh, but I just consider it to be like just a a good. It's a good comedy, but um, it's probably out of mine. Probably the I guess you'd have to say the least favorite out of mine. For me, you know, I. I hate to be indecisive, but the the first, the very first Ghostbusters, like these two guys said, you know, they're it's it's the most iconic. It's it's my absolute favorite one. But I'm a fan of of all the the Ghostbuster stuff. Like I, I don't necessarily wouldn't say that ATC is the the weakest one per se. Uh, it's not the strongest one, but um, I'm I'm kind of a fan of 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 all of it. As far as, you know, whether it be the video games or the comic books or the, you know, the original movies or the latest movie. I mean, I, I pretty much love them all. So I, I really can't uh, say that I'd like dislike one more than the other. I just if it's Ghostbusters, I love it. Yeah, and I can get behind that, too. Like the first one for me also is very iconic because it's what I grew up on. And I don't yeah. think the the ATC version was that at all. I think it was its own thing, which is what they tried to make it. Oh, absolutely. I feel like if you sit down with right. that, sit down with that movie with the intent of being entertained and you, you want to enjoy yourself, you're going to, oh, you yeah. were absolutely going to, 
if you walk into it with a chip on your shoulder that you're upset that it's a reboot or that you're upset for, for whatever other whatever other nonsense reason, um, it's like anything else. If you want to have a good time, you're going to. If you don't want to like something, it's easy enough to pick apart anything. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how, like, whenever I first saw it, I went in with just an open mind, like, all, you know, forget all the politics surrounding it. And, um, but just went in and, uh, like, like, you know, like I said, it was, if I had to rank, it would probably be my, of course, my, probably the last one, you know, it would probably be the last movie out of the ghost, out of the movies. But, um, but like I said, it's just, a, it's a good, just fun movie. Um, like I said, uh, trying to be, don't want any hate on us, but, <laughs> but no, uh, which, uh, which, it, which also you can kind of think of that film as it brought a new generation of Ghostbuster fans, it, I, um, I was kind of talking about this the other day, just about um, how it kind of, even though it had negative and positive reception, I think it did kind of uh, boost the, the the franchise, kind of rein, like reinvigorate the franchise, gave more awareness about Ghostbusters was still there. So you had younger fans, and also um, people who. Uh, you know, especially like our our member Annie, she you know it it was it kind of gave her a voice to becoming a Ghostbuster. You know, um, so um, I think it's helped a lot with that, and also um, especially I think I don't think in a bad way, but I think it also helped give us another continuation of the of the of the Reitman cinematic universe. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that if that never had come along, there wouldn't have been a Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I probably think like probably we the closest we still probably would have got was probably Ghostbusters the video game because you know for a while everybody just considered that Ghostbusters three because for sure. um, it's the last Harold yeah last Harold yeah last time we got to hear Harold and uh, see his you know his great work um, but it, it's still kind of that that you know that they still used even from the video game they still used the whole uh, the Gozer story arc as well so. Yeah, and I, I'm always curious about this too. Um, you know, of course they use Gozer in the first, and and of course, you know, even though they saved the city, they didn't defeat her. And then right. of course they, you know, they brought back they brought Go, um, Vigo in. How Vigo? do you guys feel about um, them with Vigo and and in regards to them bringing back Gozer in Afterlife? Uh well, oh, go ahead, Jake. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, uh, like with Vigo, I like how kind of like the video game kind of tied it back to how Vigo was, you know, essentially it kind of tied back to Gozer with the River of Slime that how, you know, essentially it conjured up the spirit of Vigo and it's all still connected to Shandor and and Gozer. Um, Because when I was younger, for some reason, I still always thought Ghostbusters 2, like Vigo was just kind of like it was a weak character as Gozer was this, you know, god and they had to fight, you know, they're fighting a hundred foot marshmallow man and the world seems like it's on the you know the brink of destruction and um and it was kind of weird how when i got older it and especially with the video game it all made sense of how everything was connected you know because at first when you look at ghostbusters 2 it's like they fought a painting you know like but um but also kind of when you look at it ghostbusters 2 was just it was also seemed like more of a like a marketing kind of deal you know because there's you know with the two and but uh, but I still love it. It's still a great movie. As I think I got older, I started to appreciate it. But and then I like how they still with uh, Gozer they continued in afterlife. Like the Spangler family and the Ghostbusters just can't get away from Gozer. Like Gozer still holds uh, you know a grudge against the Ghostbusters because you know when 
when uh, Gozer pops out at the end, you know, recognizes the Ghostbusters, you know, so it's just a, that was a great scene on, on that. But um, I just like how it's still all connected. Oh, for sure. For me as a kid, um, there was just something about like painting or not. Vigo <laughs> is an ominous dude. He is. Like, yeah. like that is a big, big, scary man. And as a child, um, yeah, I, I was sold. Like, like the, the, I, this dude, this dude's bad business. I, I got no interest. Can I, in can I add something real quick to that? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember Ghostbusters Two, the video game. They had a part where Vigo, you see his head over the city, you know, when you died or something. It played that like ominous music with Vino's, Vigo's giant head yeah. across. That always scared me as a child. Like when I played that game, like I couldn't be, I couldn't play that game at night. You're like, nope, nope. But go ahead, sorry. Oh no! And like the whole thing with like the the train and the river slime and the Vigo, like the Vigo head. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that that whole thing was, you know, that that was next level for me. Um. But, but Gozer was always the OG. Like, like that was like the original, like where it came about. And to have that come back, kind of like, like you mentioned in the video game, and then kind of come full circle in Afterlife, I feel like that needed to happen. You know what I mean? Like, cinematically, it needed to happen. You almost, you needed to have that, that rematch. You know what I mean? Like, you, you needed Rocky too. You needed yeah. that, that Apollo Creed and Rocky. You needed that Ghostbusters and Gozer, like, it had to come full circle. You had to have a rematch and just, yeah, no, I, I, it was perfect the way that it all played out. Right. Um, and it was, I got plenty of love for Vigo. I, he still oh, yeah. part of me. <laughs> I was like, I agree with like the rematch, how Gozer, cause they're like, all right, let's just cross the streams and get this over with. And how Gozer was able to pull apart yeah. the streams. Like I was yeah, like, hey, that's, for that again. yeah. Yeah. Well, she was able to pull apart she the put, streams. There but, was only three of them. That's right. That's true. That was true. Need four. <laughs> Grant, what any? You on Grant? Yeah. Oh, I just listened to you. <laughs> um, I do like, I, I mean, I, I enjoy Ghostbusters 2 a lot. Um, it was, of course, the, you know, the, the 1A was, uh, I don't want to say that the Ecto 1A was, is my favorite car because I obviously love the original, but I always was really drawn to all those extra lights and the, the marquee boards and stuff, but with Vigo and everything like it, um, you know, like you said, it, he was a formidable foe. I mean, he could do stuff from a painting that, you know, you know, you can, he, he was getting stuff done from a painting. He wasn't even moving. So when he comes out, it's like, Oh man. Um, of course the slime. And I love the slime blower, the equipment from GB two and the, the gray jumpsuits and all that stuff. But I, I do like oh, the gray jumpsuits. That one. Oh, that, yeah. As they, I've, as they tie it in with afterlife, I like how they ended up with when they were in the tomb, how they made the the dates. So it showed that there was actually a reason for why things were happening and how they tied kind of all this stuff back yeah. together mm-hmm. um, with Throughout those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I agree that 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 was a, one of those rematches that needed to happen. Oh yeah. And now that she's officially trapped, um, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go from here with it, uh, as far as, as far as that is concerned. Cause you know, in the original one, you know, it appears as though they defeat her, but if you think about it, they don't, they just push her back through the gate. <laughs> yeah. They just close the door. Yeah. Yeah. Close the door yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Vigo. I like the fact that they they portrayed him as he he once walked the earth, kind of like Gozer is done. Um, But in regards to afterlife, I feel like 
it was something that they had to do to close the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Which I mean, like how they close a the chapter, and I thought they did a, a very beautiful send off for Harold. Um, I thought it was it was really really tasteful, and um, it was just pretty just excellent. I mean, of course, there was like a bunch of grown men in the movie theater all crying and on each other's jumpsuits. Like, <laughs> you know, I've seen, I've probably seen that movie three or four times. And, you know, I saw it twice in theaters and I've probably watched it twice since I bought it on Blu-ray. And every single time that part comes, you know, when that hand comes around, um, I'm not even mad <laughs> enough to admit that I'm just falling like a baby. Yeah. Cause he, he was a vital part of the original and he was part of everybody's childhood that's you oh. know in their thirties. Oh yeah, well, he was and two, so you know it, it was a little extra special for me. So yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy how the the kids that they picked and the way that they did the script. It's almost as if the kids are the original, just a, you know, of course, a ton younger because they all have that fundamental quality that the originals had. Yeah. Sure, they pair up well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, especially like with I loved like uh, you know out podcasts and stuff because he was like Ray, you know, so just excited, you know, and uh, just uh, just like essentially the heart of the you know like like I said, Ray was the heart of the Ghostbusters, so just excited about anything they got to do, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had the guy with the street smarts, Winston. Yeah. You had the guy with the brains. You had the guy that, that throughout it all always had a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. And then you had the guy that was basically the <laughs> spokesman and was not afraid to say anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so within regards to uh, the, the new Ghostbusters game, I think it's called Spirits Unleashed. What do you guys think about that, just looking at the trailers? Yeah, I... To me, I think we're finally getting a a good or I mean, the video game was good, but like an actual like co-op multiplayer, you know, yeah. thing that everybody was was it's hoping that was hoping for the remastered, and uh, hopefully this leads to like the ultimate open world Ghostbusters, you know, where you can drive an Ecto around the city or something like that. I'm I'm really hoping they don't let us down with it. Um, is is my biggest hope. Um. I'm I'm very excited about it for what it can be, and and I'm hoping it's everything we hope it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I I get that hesitance. The the last Avengers yeah. game that was super hyped and oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played that game. I mean, it definitely by far wasn't the worst thing that I've played, but it wasn't what we thought we were getting. Not all. Um, and hopefully you're right. Hopefully they do really well because the 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 other game that one was released late '90s, wasn't it, or two, early 2000s? Uh, two thousands? Two thousand nine was the original um, Ghostbuster video game. Yep. Yeah. Came out on my birthday. And I love how they. Yeah, and I love how they they had the original actors do the voice acting. I mean, obviously that's oh, yeah. gonna be hard with. Harold Ramis gone, but with all the technology, I'm sure they could figure something out. They could. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, uh, uh, 
uh, uh, was it Maurice LaMarche? I mean, they could probably even try to get him to, I mean, cause he voiced Egon in the real Ghostbusters, um, you know, uh, which his voice was, you know, pretty similar, you know, around to, to Egon's, the kind of, you know, deadpan, just no, no emotion kind of, you know, uh, but very serious, you know, how he's, you know, Egon was like serious and to the point, you know, very, everything's, you know, had a, a science, you know, kind of, um, which I think I think Maurice could probably do that because um, like all the voices, of course, in the real Ghostbusters, I mean, were uh, were pretty good. I mean, I know everybody wondered why uh, by Peter sounded like Garfield, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and something I recently saw this week is that they're actually making a Ghostbusters series. The, I, the one that got announced on April Fool's Day. Yeah, was, was the, that not a real thing? No, I don't no. think I don't think it was. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I, I was probably <laughs> one of the few that they got. Like I saw, I saw it, I was like, the "Oh, one go ahead, with, man." The one with the Rock is that the one you're? Was that the yeah, one? Yeah, the one with Dwayne the Rock on Netflix is going to be coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, it. I had saw it at first, and I kind of forgot for just a second uh, what day it was. Uh, there was another group that uh, I think they're out of Detroit. They got us. They're like, "Yeah, we're closing up for business and heading to Oklahoma." And I responded, I "Was like, oh hey, we're you know like we're in." And then I was like, "Wait, I know what day. I forgot what day it was. I'm just gonna go sit in the corner." You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I'm definitely one of the few they got. Yeah. <laughs> But I, uh, I would not be surprised if there, if we did see, you know, a, a series or you know another animated series or something come down the line at some point. Which fans um, wanted it forever. Yeah, which yeah. I, I've like now I know besides like the fake with the rock, but I, I heard like there was some kind of there was something in development. Like there's to- it's just talks right now, but about like some kind of of. Um, show or something you know not like the but i've heard like before april fools there was some kind of talk about a, a show and it's probably in it's one of those that could be in you know in uh production hell but you know but uh but hopefully it it uh it comes to something so we kind of have something in between you know the movies right yeah i'd like to see them do something like marvel has done between the movies is have some shows that keep things going yeah, you know, and I know that's well, definitely it's not off the table for sure. Well, that's no. that's what a good a good opportunity that this video game is presenting. That, like I said, we're all hoping that it, it doesn't let us down because yeah. I mean that that would be a good in between kind of thing to uh, you know to put between movies or whatever. So you know, I I'm trying to have extremely high hopes for it, and I do. I'm just you know, it's just one of those things. In the back of your mind, you're just really hoping that it uh, they don't let you down. Yeah, exactly. And with it coming out so well, not really so soon, but you know, less than a year. I hope they don't rush it. Right. Yeah. That is uh, that is true. Um, I think there's supposed to be maybe some customization in it. Uh, That'd be cool. Th- yeah, like then we can all get the romper flight suit we've all been wanting. You know, so. <laughs> Just make the rock. You it's right. Rock yeah. Just put him, just put him in. Yeah. Just get right. sleeves ripped off, and you know, uh, and just the just the shorts. So, 
but yeah, if they can do customization, I think that'd be that'd be kind of cool um, as well. Yeah, very much so. So, kind of switching gears, do you guys work with any kind of uh, charities? Nonstop. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Um, can you tell me about a few of them? Uh, yeah, if one, everybody wants to take one that they off the top of their head, you know. Go for it. Start with start oh, out. Uh, um, we've done. Uh, oh man, now it's like a lot we've done. I know. Uh, <laughs> we've done. Uh, so we've we're working with the the. Um, Ronald McDonald House with the uh, collecting tabs, which uh, we're, well, we've done that with a lot of uh, charities, um, which also I think uh, uh, we're still in talks about this, but a new one will be uh, for us for um, Absolutely. Uh, the can drive with the can drive working with uh, our uh, Oklahoma City Fire Department um, with uh, it's for uh, uh, children who have gotten burned, burn victim, uh, burn victims that are children to help them out as well, which um, one of our members actually uh, knows one of the firefighters um, that told us about this uh, this uh, charity that they do. Then one of our big ones last year was our Fill the Ecto toy drive that we did for Citizens Caring for Children that we're hoping um, they're um, an organization that essentially they take in donations of toys and stuff and then they get them out to other organizations that the kids need, whether it be, you know, backpacks, toys, whatever, right around Christmas time. And uh, we're looking at, uh, I believe we're looking at starting that up here soon to try to, you know, it's one, a thing we run all year long. And uh, I know we're going to start trying to have some stops on um, on that, you know, starting real soon to start that up to, uh, to start it now to have it run through uh, December for Christmas time. Absolutely. The, the Phil the Ecto Toy Drive was definitely one of our big staples last year. Um, mm-hmm. It started out as a fun way. Um, to get small businesses, um, basically kind of get them off the bench and get them helping as far as like with our charity work and stuff. So at each one of the different stops on the tour drive, we went to another small business that allowed us to set up and collect toys. Um, it was a, gr- a great thing for everybody. We ended up uh, partnering with our local AAA Dodgers baseball team um, on that, that toy cool. drive as well. Um, and then we have charity walks that we, that we participate mm-hmm. in and help with all year long. Um, we do walks every year for the Walk to End Alzheimer's, for Autism Speaks, for the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. Um, in the past couple of years, we've we've worked events for them. Um, we did uh, some of our, several of our guys just recently raised over a thousand dollars for the American Lung Association. Um, super cool climb event that they did there with the Oklahoma City Fire Department. So it's super cool that we're about to get to partner with them again on this on this burn victim fundraiser. Yeah. Super super excited about that. And again, for those of you listening in the Oklahoma City area, start saving your aluminum cans because um, we're going to be coming for them. We're looking <laughs> to fill the Ecto. Um, this is going to be another great opportunity to help in the community. Um, but yeah, just from everything from we, we've had a Make-A-Wish kid down to just helping with, with food drives at the community food bank yeah. and different stuff like that. Yeah, lots of uh, yeah, lots of good uh charity stuff we've done and uh i want to thank the guys also about the stairwalk uh nobody threw up when they got to 20 so oh, man. <laughs> nobody threw up when they got to 20 those those guys i mean i'll tell you that was impressive i mean they had a lot of you know great teams and stuff out there and you know the the oklahoma city firefighters were out at that event and you know they were climbing in their full gear you know but but our guys were climbing in their 
flight suits and their proton packs and had all their gear on. And these are just regular everyday guys. You know, I mean, I was, you know, I know I couldn't have climbed all the, so it was, uh, it was very impressive. We had to relay that. (laughs) I'm not about all that either, man. So I'm, I'm curious, um, with the events that you guys have, have you partnered with any other Ghostbusters franchises? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's uh there's a few here in the um actually there's quite a few here, well, I guess quite a few now here in the state that kind of I would say right now we're probably the biggest uh franchise now in the state. Um there's a a group out in uh, western Oklahoma, uh, Station 580, uh the Caddo County Ghostbusters. We've done we did team up with some actually one of the toy drives we we teamed up with uh one of them, um, Aaron Head who he started up that uh that group uh uh, head case is what he's called um yeah. yeah uh him and his guys helped us uh we had a uh toy drive in a, a small town called guthrie uh here in oklahoma and uh they helped us out and they had a really good time there um and which i think gave them ideas to do because i think they were wanting to start a, a toy drive down uh, uh near uh, lawton i believe uh over there they had their, they knew somebody who had a comic book store down there and wanted to help support that business uh but also uh uh, do a charity to also help um, the community out as well too. So another one we've partnered with pretty often is if they're still fairly young group um, up in Tulsa, which is our other large city kind of up to the, to the North uh, little brother from us. Yeah. Um, is the route 66 <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters up in Tulsa. And uh, we've done what three or three things were been in Tulsa Mm-hmm. The time we go to Tulsa, we partner with those guys, and they come out and help us as well. And uh, Jason Spencer is the uh, the the leader of that one. And yeah, he, um, you know they they've really been there for us. Anytime we go, they've even come down to Oklahoma City. They came to the Dodgers event and helped us uh, Oklahoma City from time to time. So they've been really really awesome as well. The five eight zero guys also traveled to that Dodgers game. That's they true. were part yeah. of that as well. They sure um, did. Yeah, the, by the time that we did the Dodgers game, we had at, at least representatives from basically four different teams there that night, um, if you count the statewide group. Um, yeah. Oklahoma is fortunate enough um, that, that the guy that you guys you guys see with the, the car all the time, that's Raul. We call him the godfather, and he, he basically is the godfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he basically oversees the entire state of Oklahoma as it pertains to Ghostbusters charity events um, to where basically – Anytime we all meet up, we're kind of falling under the Godfather's flag, and uh, we're Oklahoma Ghostbusters at that point in time. Not necessarily Oklahoma City Ghostbusters or Route 66 Ghostbusters or 405 Ghostbusters. I mean, there. Well, like Justin mentioned earlier, there are six or seven teams in the group or in the state um, that do various work, and it's really a great a great thing whenever we're able to team up with those guys for sure. Definitely yeah. look forward to more of that in the future. And uh, also with our our team ups, we've we've had people who maybe not are necessarily as close to the Oklahoma City metro area that we've gotten with other uh, groups. So we had a um, was it Mara from she was from Virgi- yeah. Virginia, West Virginia or no Virginia, sorry. And uh, we got her with Station Five Eighty because she lived actually closer to them. And I believe uh, Tyler up in Tulsa. Uh, that Tyler Armstrong, he got with Jason with Route 66, so he was able to find another uh, group up there. So um, definitely been a, a, a nice to team up with those, but also help uh, other uh, uh, new franchises get members as well. You know, 
uh, oh, yeah. that's been expand the footprint of those groups. As oh well. yeah, that's always fantastic because they're all family. We're all family, um, and it's definitely a good thing to team up on that type of stuff when we can. Oh yeah, that's very cool to see see you guys working together. I just did a podcast with. Uh, the guys over at five eight zero, so that yeah. that oh nice, yeah, out. nice, yeah, yeah. Um, now something else I, I'm curious about, and of course uh, it goes back into some of the the Ghostbusters stuff. Um, I know they've done a ton of documentaries on uh, them, like um, uh, the one that Ghost Corpse did. It always always eludes me. I can't never think of the name of it. Uh, uh, Ghost heads? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. And I, I just recently learned there was more than that. But what do you think about the ones that they've had? I feel like being from the outside that uh, Ghost Heads, even though it did a fantastic job, it didn't give justice to everything that you all do. I I think I mean um, it's been a while since I've seen Ghost Heads as well. But I, I think yeah, like I don't I don't think people yeah it gives a spotlight to realize that what the our franchises do not just here in Oklahoma but you know across the world uh, about that you know even though we're a bunch of uh, adults and uh dressed you know as as uh, fictional characters but I think it they don't show that we do also bring more joy and help our communities out because it's weird because Ghostbusters is universal um I, I I don't think I've really ran into anybody who's like man I just hate Ghostbusters you know like uh it's you know, everybody knows Ghostbusters, even though, you know, we got people like, oh, hey, you Ghostbusters, you know, I love your, your jetpacks, your vacuum cleaners, all, you know, like, even though if they don't know what it's called, they still yeah. recognize what you what you are. And uh, and I think I, I, <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't think like, you know, some of those some of those documentaries really paint uh, not necessarily not paint a bad picture, but I, they I don't think dwell into it's just more than just cosplay, you know, Um uh, it's it's very, um, very very family oriented kind of deal. Very um, just a like a brotherhood kind of of everybody getting together and wanting to do something good for their of their uh, for their community. Essentially, you know, saving the day there for the. Well, the one one thing we get asked a lot, which is I think is always not necessarily funny or humorous, just from people outside people looking in, is like somebody will come up to a bunch of us standing around, and be like, "Oh, which one of y'all's Bankman?" Yeah. You know? <laughs> And we always have to explain to them that because each one of our jumpsuits, we obviously have our own names on the name tags. And we always have to explain to them, no, we're we're not cosplaying as Bankman and Stan and Spangler. And, you know, we're we're us like we are the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters. And we essentially are cosplaying as Ghostbusters as ourselves, which is one thing that, um, you know, meaning that we can, you know, have people from all walks of life can join and, and all of that. And that was one thing that was a really awesome thing for me, um, you know, to be able to, to do something as myself was always kind of a, a cool, cool factor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was how I got my start to cosplay for sure. Because then you don't have to necessarily worry about, about anything. You're you. So right. it's just however, however you feel like throwing it together. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of our members, they lean on that in a way to where they mix up stuff. Like you got me and CG, like we always wear tennis shoes. We don't wear boots like you guys. And some, some people like you mix everything up to where it's kind of, it's your build, it's your equipment. It's the stuff that you would want to take. Um, as opposed to having to fit any type of a mold. Yeah. 
that that's what uh, yeah i agree with that like uh everybody because i think a bunch of us i believe are kind of uh introverts as well but or some of us are extra extra extrovert introverts you know kind of uh but when when we put on that flight suit i think it helps us uh build some confidence because it, it's so magic. weird yeah what'd you say magic happens magic happens yeah <laughs> that's the magic man telling you right there too so <laughs> uh, um and uh, uh but no it's weird it's so weird because we did uh we did that uh the um extra life uh charity that was at that big one that video game uh one that was raising money uh there was actually a concert happening across the street um at the i guess it was the chesapeake arena at the time now it's paycom center but uh there was like a crowd of people outside standing and we decided to walk over there and you just thought like we were celebrities over there everybody's wanting to take pictures and it's yeah. just like just kind of mobbing you with stuff and um it is it, it, it's very weird it is a very weird feeling about how uh just how excited people get about seeing seeing ghostbusters oh yeah yeah that's very cool and then and for a lot of people you know who are around our age it it shows that what they did in the beginning in 84 still resonates today. And they're, you know, that they, there are people that actually do a lot of good um, and try to make somebody's day a bit happier, even if it's for five minutes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so for, for people who are listening, where can our, our my listeners find you? Uh, we're all over social medias. Um, we're on, of course, Facebook, uh, on Facebook, Oklahoma City Ghostbusters. Uh, Instagram, we're OKC Ghostbusters. Um, uh, we're on TikTok as well, OKC Ghostbusters. Um, uh, Twitch, we had a Twitch, which was OKC Ghostbusters. That's been kind of vacant, but we do have one of those as well. Um, so, uh, we have like a Zanga or MySpace too or something. <laughs> I think I've hit all the social medias, haven't I? Is that, uh, yeah. I think so. Gotcha. That's very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys taking out, uh, taking time out of your busy schedules to come talk with me and give some insight on what you guys do and, and the fun that you guys have while doing it. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's been a blast. Yeah. I mean, getting just, you know, hanging out, dressing as ghostbusters and doing good for community. I mean, it's awesome. Very cool. Well, I hope you guys have a great night. You and too. We'll have to do it again sometime. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you.